Welcome to an inspirational message by Pastor Harold Weiss, Senior Pastor at Little Falls Christian Center. Heavenly Father, your word is beyond unspeakable. It is, I have seen, if I've ever seen in my life, particularly this last week, just completely endless in revelation. It's just, you don't have enough time to spend with the people to just give a fraction of what I experience in every week of my life. And every day, it's like a magnet and you can't get out of it because it's glorious to behold and even far more glorious to understand and even far more glorious to practice it as a way of life. The kingdom of God lifestyle. We pray now in the name of Jesus, you give the people the spirit of wisdom, revelation, understanding, to hear, to listen, to pay attention to what the Word says and to be ready for the day of the Lord is at hand. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. You may all take your seats. And um, now I want to go to Revelation chapter 13. And um, here we see that there was another beast that arose, and this one from King James. Then I saw another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns and spoke like a lamb and spoke like a dragon. And he exercises all the authority of the first beast, which is the Antichrist, in his presence. And he causes the earth and those who dwell in it to worship the first beast and those uh, whose deadly wound was healed. And he performs great signs so that he even makes fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. And he deceives, the devil is called the deceiver of the nations. And he deceives all those who dwell on the earth by those signs which he was granted to do in the sight of the beast, telling those who dwell on the earth to make an image to the beast and was wounded by the sword and lived. And he was granted power to give breath to the image of the beast and that the image of the beast should speak and cause as many as would not worship the image of the beast to be killed. And he causes all, both small and rich, rich and poor, small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand and on their foreheads. That no one, verse 17, may buy or sell except one has the mark on the name of the beast or the number of his name. Now, 27% of this book called the Bible consists of prophecy. And it was to me like a lifelong study that 27% of the prophecies, to know them back to front, front to back, and again. And I realized that much of what is said here, too many people do not realize what is going on. And uh, I want to, uh, again, look at verse 17. Uh, verse 16, 17, causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, flee, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand and on their foreheads, and that no one may buy or sell except 
the one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. And here's wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is triple six. Six, six, six. My dear friend, uh, if I look at all of this, um, my mind at the moment is running and revelation comes and there are things one is able to say and there are things you're actually not permitted to say because uh, the Holy Spirit's not released me on that. And so um, I've taken this, but I think I'll, I'll talk about this later on. Just leave this and give it to Ntatu. Thank you. I'll talk about it later on. Um, and I realized that we have come through what the Word of God through the revelation of the Spirit said, the voice of the first sign. And uh, in the voice of the first sign, many people died worldwide from this thing, COVID. And, um, you know, um, there were so many items flying in every direction, videos, and this one says, that one says, until you just don't want to know about it anymore. But I have a friend who is a medical specialist and uh, perhaps one of the best doctors I have met in my life. One very brilliant man, Dr. Apostle Papas. The moment he is in Florida in the United States and he often teaches the younger specialists in the field of uh, his medicine, medical practice. And so he's, he's, uh, he's just a very knowledgeable man. And I spoke to him and he said, you know what, Harold? He says, I'm sitting here in America and I do nothing else except to study what is going on with this virus. And uh, so when I do get anything that comes to me in terms of any message uh, which contains medical content, I always send it to him and bounce it off. Uh, my friend, his name is Apostle, uh, like because they're Greek. So he's Apostle Papas. And, and I send it off and I bounce it off him because some of the things we know now is fake news. And um, then I found out in the midst of it all that um, I think it was he that said to me the last time I spoke to him, which is a very short while ago, he said that even the fake news is now also fake. And if they have fact check, then fact check of the fake news is also fake. So you really have to really assess. And um, I didn't study medicine, almost did, but didn't. And so consequently, uh, I go to Apostle if I want to find out things that I want to find out. And he says, Harold, you know what? I'm sitting here in the United States, and at this time, I'm doing nothing but researching this virus and uh, everything that goes on here on this side of the ocean in the medical world is well connected up with those people there. And he says, I'm doing nothing. That's all I'm doing is studying this. So there's a lot of stuff that I call them, I send them straight to what I call file 11 or file 13. They just go straight to the junk pile and, uh, and I, I throw them out. Don't bother any further with it whatsoever. And uh, then those things that I'm not certain of, I'll forward to him and say, is this right? 
and uh, then he would say no, or he would say yes, this is truth. And so it's amazing to have somebody to have interaction with you on that particular field. But something happened to the world that changed the course of the planet. The whole planet was impacted by all of this. And um, you can easily make a fool of yourself by shooting your mouth off concerning things, and you could easily misinterpret, and interpret, interpretation to me is very important, in particularly in terms of the prophetic. It's very, very important, because if you do the wrong interpretation of something, then you can send even God's people in the wrong direction and impact their lives. But what I realize, now there's a thing, we study, that's the academical side. We have experience, that's the exper experiential training. And then we have, by the grace of God, traveled the world. I ministered on all the, I've, I've been to all the continents and ministered in I don't know how many places where we went overseas. And um, I, 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 I think of one place we did visit, where we visited twice in a row a missionary work that goes on out at two places on the Amazon River. It's at the city of Berlin and the second place where you have the uh, missionaries, that's a place called Santarem. And they have a pastor's conference and they have no roads because the Amazon jungle is so wild that if they, if they open up the, 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 the trees, if they uh, take trees out of the way and put a road there, within a month it's, it's closed up again. Six weeks, there's not even a sign that there was a road there. So it really is a problem. So you fly there, or if you don't fly there, then the natural um, travel system is not a road, but it's the river itself. If you talk about the Amazon, then the Amazon is like a tree. It's not just one river. It's got what they call tributaries that, that are all making a contribution from the Rio Blanca that's, that's coming, that's the White River that comes from the Andes Mountain where you have a certain animals, certain types of fish, certain types of birds that stay with that particular river until it joins up with the mainstream that would flow into the sea. You have got some more of those tributaries and we've been on those. And when we were at Santrem there, the Amazon, and also at Belém, the Amazon, this just that one tributary was, uh, the water color was like a blackish color. And I preached there to the Indians, all short like that. They're all about five foot average, the men, and very muscular, very fit and they go hunting out there with those blowpipes, and I ministered to them under the moonlight at the Amazon River. But the river there was 27 kilometers wide. That's just a tributary. And uh, flying by aircraft to Santarem over that region of the, uh, the uh, Amazon in the time of just after the rain season, that water had pushed up so much that the whole basin went above the tops of the palm trees. So you could look, if we were on a boat uh, in the water, it's not a big boat, but uh, like a motorboat, and we were just 
cruising along and I looked down in the very crystal water and I could see the top of high palm trees. You could see the branches down there, maybe about four, five, six feet under the surface of the water. That's how high that water pushes up there. And then there's a problem because it takes a long time then to drain it into the sea through one mouth at the mouth at a city called um, uh, Belé, which, which is uh, the uh, Portuguese for Bethlehem, 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 or Bethlehem. And uh, there at Belé, uh, you see the Amazon River come bursting through there with such force. One place, the Brown and the Black River come together, and the force of the two rivers, the tributaries of the river, or branches, is so powerful that, that the, the water color remains on the one side black, on the other side brown, for 100 kilometers. That they just don't, there's no time for the water to mix in colors. Only after 100 kilometers you have the colors now becoming one color and then joins more and more rivers. It was an amazing place. Now, why am I telling you about the Amazon? Because I'm not quite sure if we're going to get through this tonight. But I want to lay this as a foundation because I see the Amazon on the map as a tree. It is a giant tree of rivers uh, and parts of the Amazon, about one third of the Amazon is completely cut off because there are Indians in those forests that have never been in contact with anybody from civilization as we have it. They've just never been in touch with anything like COVID or, or the, the, the flus or the, the viruses that, that float around between the society that we're all living in and which we're part of. So uh, you, you can only go that far. And every year they discover like so many thousand new species of insects and birds and things all along the side of that riverbank, plus the birds and the, the Amazon parrots those huge macaws, the most amazing place that you can go to and see, and apart from the animals that are there. So I thought the best way to explain the pathway to the mark of the beast is to take the Amazon as an example. Now, in this example, there are um, tributaries or side rivers or contributing streams to the mainstream. But those, if they could speak, if they could talk, if they had understanding of any sort, they are not even aware of the next river which is equally broad. And that river is not aware of the next river which is equally broad. So the first thing to unlock the mystery of the mark of the beast is to understand that there are several things right now happening at the same time. And everybody's focused on one thing, but in the meantime, there are several things. And I'm monitoring all of them. So what are we talking about when we say those several things? And that's where I dig into this, having laid the foundation. I now begin to talk. Let's first talk about the voice of the first sign, which is... Um, the uh, coming of COVID and the, uh, all the drama that caused and the collapse it caused 
and my great concern for you in the time that I couldn't get to you. Uh, and we were like a team of five, six people that had to carry the church through that period of time. And I, I think um, of how that it changed and people were separated from one another. The word separated, I want to use again and again. And people were told what to do. And in many countries, it became what you would call draconic, the laws that they instituted, like you may not, you may, you may not, you may. And the governments around the globe were all bringing out all kinds of laws, rules, regulations, and while all of that was taking place, and all these rules and regulations were coming through, uh, I looked at that, and the ultimate goal, now I'm just going to forward, forward track now, all the way to the mark of the beast, is complete slavery of mankind to that mark. Those who are still on the earth at the time. Now, let me just tell you very quickly, because I think... Uh, due to the fact that audiences change and people are changing all the time, uh, the book of Revelation holds the key. The two books that hold the key, uh, the, each of them a key or keys or one key actually, because they combine. The prophet Daniel and the prophet Ezekiel and of course other of the major prophets like Isaiah and Ezekiel contributed much to what I am talking about here. And the, the ultimate key is to bring this all together and then see it sequential, how it happens. How people are being made used to a style of living that they never had before. The freedom that they did have, they don't have now. Even now, the people don't, there are still embargoes in place and the people do not have the freedom. This thing builds up, and I'm not talking, let me, let me say this to you very, very, very clearly. If I speak here, whatever I say is applicable to the planet, not just South Africa, because we're a drop in the bucket. It's applicable to the planet. And one thing the Holy Spirit was very clear with me was that Africa comes into a different, altogether different, God will deal with Africa different from the other uh, continents. Why? Because of the people that have suffered on this continent so much. And I always think of Jesus as a small boy walking in Egypt. That's Africa. And then he was sustained there in Egypt. That's Africa. And then I think of Simon of Cyrene that carried the cross stained with the blood of Jesus on his shoulder. What an honor for that man. He was from uh, Africa. And uh, so we can go on that Jacob and the 12 sons of Jacob, which essentially became the whole nation of Israel, dwelt in Africa. So Africa is a place which has a, a clear, in both my heart and evidently in God's heart, a very dear place. And therefore, what happens here and what happens in Israel will not be the same as it is draconically um, practiced in other parts of the world. Are you with me now? So if I say this, I need to talk about Israel very quickly because 
I've said to many students of the Bible school through many years that if you want to find out about prophecy, you always begin with Israel. You take a look at Israel and you see, because Israel is the barometer, because God is dealing with Israel. Messiah is coming back. And what I find in the Bible codes is that all the time says, Messiah, the son of Joseph. Does say, sometimes says son of David, then says son of Joseph. And they can't figure the Joseph out. But we know Joseph and Mary were both from the house of King David. And so it would be that he would be called the son of Joseph and Mary in the time of his life. So that they can't understand. And uh, so in the Bible codes, it talks about the year to come as the year of, like I've explained this morning, the year of the Word of God. And I said to the people this morning, buy somebody a Bible that you love and you really want that person saved, give him a Bible. And then I thought tonight when I was sitting here, and I'm thinking, you know what? I'll make it even better. I would put the Bible inside a nice slab of chocolates, put a slab of Cadbury chocolates, put it under the paper, so he opens the paper, finds chocolates. He likes chocolates, now he gets a Bible. He's never had a Bible. He's smiling already. He's eating his chocolates. He's looking at the Bible. What a nice Christmas gift. Give the Lord a praise offering right now. Amen. So Africa has dealt with, but now let's take a look at Israel. I just looked at the latest um, color frequency um, designations to the COVID pandemic concerning Israel. And do you know that you have zones that are red zones, you have different color zones, and then finally you have amber, and then finally you have green, and I'm saying this to you that know the medical world, then you have a blank, which means zero. Now, those, just for your information, I'm saying this, this purely for your information. In Israel, they inoculated the whole population, except they did not inoculate one of the um, um, what you call the Hasidim and the Mitnachdim, that is the Orthodox Jews, the rabbis, the ones that are like priests, the ones that have got, that go to the shul and are always at the waiting wall or the kotel busy praying. Their code with no inoculation is white. Zero COVID among them. Isn't that amazing? And they say that what they say to the Goyim, which is the Gentile world, is to look up, anybody can do that, find it in the Bible, go to Google and, and type in the laws of Noah. They say then, at least look at the laws of Noah and see what he was, what his laws and principles and values were to give a style to the Goyim, which is the Gentile world. So I was amazed when I saw this afternoon that they they, how's that, Dr. Dennis? Those, uh, those Hasidic or Mitnachdim and Hasidim uh, Jews, it's white. Zero, zero, zero. And the number is zero. Now, God 
And then in the Bible, because it says, Messiah is coming, Messiah is coming. And then it says, watch out, Elijah is going to prepare the way for you, for Messiah. He's coming, he's coming very soon. He's coming, he's coming very soon. Over and over the warning of Elijah. So what is that? To prepare the way of the Lord and the coming of the Messiah. And then it says Messiah is at the door. And then it says the year 2022, Messiah will be very involved with the history of the world, with the church. It's the year of the word very clearly from the Jama Gamatria and from all the studies, the, co the, the codes and everything else that I have been able to get to my disposal and the revelation of the Spirit of the prayer very clearly. I mean, it's, it's not a thing that I say to you that I'm not saying to myself. It's going to be the year in which we're going to pay attention to the words of God and for once tackle this book with great intensity to understand it, to read it, to know it, and to practice it as a way of life. Why? Because faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. Why? Because if the world goes into the bumpy ride which I've talked about, the world goes into this, then the moment that happens, um, uh, then, then how do the, the uh, saints of God, how do they react? They react according to the Word of God. They react to what I was looking at uh, Jeremiah 17. He says these words, Thus says the Lord, Cursed is the man who trusts and relies on mankind in the time of trouble, making weak, faulty human flesh his strength, whose mind and heart turn away from God. For he will be like a shrub in the parched desert, and he shall not see prosperity when it comes. But he shall live in the rocky places, I spoke about the potholes, of the wilderness, and in an uninhabited salt land, blessed with every spiritual security, is the man, the woman, the believer of Almighty God and the Messiah, His Son, Jesus Christ, who believes and trusts and relies on Adonai, the Lord. Adonai means Lord in Hebrew. Um, and whose hope and confident expectation is the Lord, for He will be nourished, He will be cared for, like a tree planted by the waters that spreads out its roots by the river and will not fear the heat when it comes. Its leaves will be green and moist. It will not be anxious and concerned in a year of drought, not stop bearing fruit, not stop bearing fruit. And so here we have just a, a striking verse for all the body of Christ. I want to say this to you. I have absolutely not, as Paul says, uh, you know, we trust in the Lord and put no confidence in the flesh. Put no, that's the words of Paul, quote, unquote. Put no confidence in the flesh. Something Apostle Papas also said, put no confidence in the flesh. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not in your own understanding. Acknowledge Him in everything that you do. Pray about everything before you do those things. Get the mind of Christ. Ask God to give you revelation knowledge. Now's the time to begin. We can't wait till the year 2022 and then only begin to prepare ourselves to live with God. Okay, so there came this. And uh, with this, um, I was having an, a, a talk on the subject of the toxic and the toxicity 
of COVID. To what extent is it toxic? And uh, the toxicity of COVID is huge uh, when it comes um, in terms of what actually makes it very, very uh, toxic is toxic viral spike protein replication. So that is, that is where uh, all sorts of problems arose for people with the COVID. But while the people have a slowdown, let's move away from COVID now because we could talk the whole night just about COVID and I don't want to. And I want to go on to the next thing which runs, remember I said there are rivers. Let's go jump across to another river and what's going on in that river? That river, there are people losing jobs, shutting down businesses. One person was talking about almost 47% of all businesses in downtown Chicago closing down. By the end of, I think, this year or next year, they'll be closed down. Okay? So it's a worldwide, uh, can I almost say, where people's lives are like a spade turns over the ground, turned upside down. And they're jobless. And now you get the people that are in the streets and they walk the streets. They are impoverished. Now, may I say this about Africa? Africa already is. And that's why God is dealing differently with Africa. There's a lot of grace of God. How many of you believe God's got grace on Africa? Absolutely. I, I, I've, I've been persuaded about that by the Holy Spirit, through the Holy Spirit and the Word of God all the time that Africa is dealt with differently. In fact, this is the place where the light will come from, Africa, to the rest of the world. Because when they struggle to overcome the one thing, the one of the streams, then the other streams come. So the other thing that I wanted to mention immediately is the money drain. Stolen, does that sound familiar? And again, I'm not talking about South Africa alone here. I'm talking about worldwide. People that are greedy, that drain the money. I got good verses about just that. Um, the the uh, shutdown of people uh, and then also the money drain, stolen, all gone, until finally even people's pension funds and things that disappear, just disappear. And if necessary, they just shut down bank accounts. In fact, I think in one country they're doing that already. They just, if you don't, do what they want you to do, they shut down your bank account. So um, I think it's Australia. Or I heard about that, I didn't look at that, didn't, didn't uh, bother with it, but uh, I'm more interested in, in the global picture of it all. Revelation as a book begins, if I just very briefly, and I mean very briefly, if I take a minute on it, because I spend hours on this, I take two years on the subject. And I wouldn't finish if I teach every night. But Revelation is, is divided into the things which you've seen. The revelation of Jesus Christ on the island of Patmos, where he appears to the apostle John, says, I'm the Alpha and the Omega. Does that sound familiar? The Aleph Taf. Or Aleph Taf is the same thing. First letter, last letter of what is written, of what the scriptures are consisting of. And... Uh, so, Revelation 1 is the revelation of Jesus Christ. Apocalypse is Christu. It's the unveiling of Jesus Christ. Some people say it's the revelation of St. John. No, it's the revelation of Jesus Christ. The first verse tells you that. Then, you meet him. 
Then begins the seven churches, the church era, Ephesus, Smyrna, Bergamus, Theater, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. Have you heard that? You all got them now. You can remember them like that. Ephesus, Smyrna, Bergamus, Theater, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. Laodicea. I should say in Afrikaans if I use that as, as a way of expression. But these seven churches are they each seen as representing an era, also seen as representing the now. So when you talk about the seven churches of the book of Revelation, there's a personal application, there's a now application, there's a, there is a time zone application, and it represents the church age, which then stops abruptly after these things I saw a great door in heaven, Revelation chapter number five, one. And John the apostle looks up and suddenly he's caught up in the spirit and he travels through that great golden door that's open there in heaven. And what he now sees is the whole heavenly assembly from every tongue, every tribe, every thinkable kindred, every nation around the planet, all the saints of God together in front of God's throne with the four and 20 elders casting their thrones upon the glassy, their crowns upon the glassy sea and all of that that takes place there. It is a magnet. They sing the song of Moses. You uh, have blessed us. You have brought us from every tongue and kindred and tribe and nation. Blessed be the Lord because by your blood you bought us. And so they belong to the Lord and they are all the totality of the church of all of the ages, all the saints, both Old and New Testament, that are children of God, that are the saints of both eras, are before the throne of God. They're singing the song of Moses. And now from this moment in time, this is two chapters that gives you that description. Now, if you go to Revelation 6, the church disappears. You don't hear again about the church till right at the end of the book of Revelation. So that period that falls right in the middle, you find that the book of Revelation has got a heavenly story and an earthly story. You find things happening in heaven, find things happening on earth. Two stories happening simultaneously, like the river type of thing. So when you look at the middle part of Revelation, it follows a sequence. God is not the God of disorder. He's the God of order. So you find the number seven, it's the book of sevens. In fact, the Bible is called the book of sevens. But Revelation particularly has a spike. If you look at the stats, because I got stats of every book in the Bible where what happens and what uh, word appears in what book most, where is it, uh, uh, its frequency the highest. You find that in Revelation, you have the number seven. If you say seven, then it just gives you a huge spike in the book of Revelation because seven, 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 it goes through all those sevens, different things. I'm not going to talk about them now. And those things conclude. And finally, with the seven angels, with the seven last plagues, Revelation uh, 15 to 16, and they pour out those vials on the throne of the beast. And of course, there's huge pain on earth and blasphemy is going on, and they repented not of their evil. Right, that's just amazing, because this is after Daniel, uh, or, or Revelation chapter number 13, um, 
where you have the, uh, the, the, the beast that comes out, he gives a mark to mankind that they would all have the mark of the beast and they can't buy or sell, do nothing without the mark of the beast. So where and how does the mark of the beast look like and how does it actually work? I'm talking about finality plan. I'm not talking about build up stuff. I'm talking about where is it going and where is it taking everybody and what will its final appearance be like that I have studied in detail. So to get there, I have got to take you forward and tell you that firstly, you have the virus. Secondly, have a money drain and jobs lost. And now, thirdly, you have a thing called um, democracy replaced by technocracy. It becomes all technical. Everything goes up into the cloud. This cloud now becomes the thing that controls everything. Let me get back to money. Money at the moment, uh, I, was, I was discussing one particular uh, teaching, uh, actually one of the American, um, it's really somebody that knows what, what she's talking about, the, uh, the minister of, the deputy minister of, of housing in the United States. And uh, she talks about this techno, tech, democracy, technocracy. She's talking about this too, and she speaks of the fact that um, the, the banks are, the, the, the American financial system is like overheated, overheated, but at the same time, through the blockchain system, they're busy developing the digital system. Now, the digital system is very important. That is the next stream. So there is a stream running, and that stream is picking up stuff all the time. It's developing as fast as it is with the stream that I'm talking about. Now, may I just, you know, just go fast like you would say warp speed, whatever. And that's a word that I use with purpose because it comes from a movie series called Star Trek. But it's a, a, a word which is used today in a world of finance, in a world of satellites, in the world of blockchain de technology, which is the new currency of the planet being set up. Okay, business closes or close. The large ones are used, but the small ones are out of the way. In the meantime, there's a virus around, people are dying, and however many people will finally die, Nobody knows exactly that figure, but we do know in the book of Revelation that a lot of people die with various plagues that come on the earth at the time of, like I think of Revelation chapter 9, where the beast comes up from the abyss. His name is Apollo, which is really another name for the devil himself, and Apollyon, and Abaddon, which means the destroyer angel, comes up out of the abyss, and then those... Uh, creatures begin to torment mankind. They seek death, but they find no death. And there's no answer. These things, there's no science, no answer, no nothing, except God can help you. Okay? So you need to get, I say, Maud said to somebody, or who is it that said to somebody the other day, I think it was Erika that said to somebody the other day, she said, well, the person got all uppity with, with uh, whatever the discussion was, and she spoke about Jesus Christ. And the person don't want to know about Jesus. She says, well, hey, eh? Oh, with Halloween. You know, hell 
low in. Let me put it right for those overseas that are listening in the States. And that old celebration. And uh, she said, well, it's what I always say. If you don't bow your knees this side of the grave, you'll have to do it the other side. Every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He's the King of Kings and He's the Lord of Lords. So with that being said, blockchain technology, the world's financial system, let me say the Jacques, the reset button is pressed already. And with warp speed and with satellite configuration, everything is moving towards cloud control. And I'm just mentioning another little stream that comes in here, another little tributary thing called artificial intelligence that would monitor everybody. Let me just say this to you, that ultimately you'd not be able to go one block far. You'd only be permitted to go one kilometer in any direction. If you go any further than that, just shut down your bank account. That's how this thing is going to go. That's what's in the pipeline. We're living in days where I'm saying, hey, everybody, let's read the Bible. Let's get strong in the Lord. Let's get some spiritual growth going. Let's get some faith. Because I, I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes in the name of the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Can you say amen? Give him a, a praise offering. Amen. There is going to come a major collapse of of the, 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 uh, the uh, business world as we know it now. The other thing that comes with it, of course, that I'm also monitoring is how they will go to online trading instead of you going. And there's conditions, ultimately the mark of the beast, physically the mark of the beast. Well, it would be able to read you and tell your whole story immediately. It is a chip which I have looked at that so hard that uh, this chip is capable of um, getting a higher speed than this computer has. Much higher speed, two, three times the speed of this computer, that chip. And it will be able to communicate RFID, radio frequency identification, with the satellites. So people's whole, what they're thinking. Okay, let me talk about something and I'll bring this into it is um, brain machine specialists. Do you hear me? Brain machine specialists. Now, an easy, easy um, um, way of explaining that is where you have people that have got artificial limbs and they connect some, what do you say, diodes or wires to the brain in a specific part of the brain. And when the person thinks, close your hand, the hand closes. Open your hand, the hand closed, opens. And walk one step, your foot, which now in this case uh, would be artificial, your foot would give a step. You step over, forward, forward, and it would give instructions to your body. At the moment, the brain, machine, technology specialists are working at warp speed. Satellite scanning surveillance of the individual is operating and developing at warp speed. These are streams that are busy running. Now my time is up. I've got to stop here because 
I think if I look at this, this crowd, yeah, a lot of you want to go home immediately. How many of you are hungry for God? Just, just wave with your hands. You're hungry for God. Amen. So um, I'll, I'll just give it another. another. This whole thing of, um, I, I, I just wrote here because my notes are written in a completely different way. I use colors. It's like that. It's when I make notes. And through the colors, I see what I want to see. But uh, one of the things is the digitizing of absolutely everything gets digital. And this is used by all the governments of the world. And it's connected to the mark of the beast. And that thing to the, to the forehead and the right hand. Everything. That chip can only be broken or cut. It's that hard. If you had a, an accident, you can only cut it with a laser cutter. That's all. The only way you can get into that chip. And then you find carbon on the inside of it and little, like you would say, little passages or tunnels that are in a certain specific configuration to, to uh, distribute data, then communicate outwards, and you walk into the door, they say, hello, Harold, how are you, Yanni? How are you, Naomi? You know, and uh, I see you are from so-and-so address. And uh, Dr. Dennis, I won't say it, but your telephone number is, you know, and uh, you, you would have it immediately. So these tributaries are all, are all moving towards the same stream, ultimately bringing mankind to the point where they can neither buy nor sell except the mark of the beast, which is the ultimate development of technology that is in a certain stage, I can't say too much about it now, and I can say a lot about it, but time's not going to be allowing me. But that chip would be able to, with frequency, already be able to say everything that you think, what you intend doing. And here is the bottom line of the mark of the beast. I should really try and cut myself off here in terms of talking too long. But here's the ultimate thing I want you to notice, that once the mark of the beast is on a person, they cannot acknowledge Jesus Christ as Lord. There's no way. It will block out the name of Jesus immediately. And if you even try, you would have police knocking on your door. Man would move into slavery. And mankind, okay, let me just give you, you want to have one more tributary. Robotics. Men, men and women working in factories will be replaced by robots. In, the not, in fact, it's happening already in the not too far distance. That's another one of the tributaries. So robotics is huge and digit, uh, digitization is huge. Technocracy is huge. And then of course, the very thing that kicked off this whole movement is a simple virus that they couldn't figure out that uh, they had to uh, scrambled in every direction, try and find some kind of solution for it and whatever the case may be. But the year that lies ahead of you and I and the years before the coming of the Lord are so critical. I tell you what, Gail, there's not a day that goes by that I don't make triple sure that I personally am 100% right and committed to God. 
in every possible thinkable way. Every single day, me. How about you? How about all of us? Can you say amen? amen? We have to every single day because why? When these things begin to happen, look up for your redemption draws near. We await according to uh, our expectation, the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's why the Bible says Philippians 3, 20, 21. Our citizenship, politeo, politics, is from heaven above, from whence we await the coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly bodies to be conformed unto His glorious body. Move out of the space-time continuum into a, a, a gravityless dimension where speed and time is completely different. I call it the physics of non-physics. So, having said all of that, you clearly see robotics replacing men and women. What happens to those people? And a third of the earth died. And a third of the earth died. And a third of the earth, so many people, read the book of Revelation over and over, you see it. So as the world population begins to fall, there's one nation that rises up in the focal point of all the prophetic, and that is the nation of Israel, and God is going to deal with them. If you go to Israel, you say you're a Jew, really. If you're one of those religious Jews, of which I spoke about with a zero factor, if you're one of them, you dress like them, you talk like them, you are like them. If you're one of them, that's one thing you call the Jew. But if you say Israelite, you could be anything. You could be an Arab living in Israel with Israel's citizenship. So Israelite is one thing, but a Jew is another thing. Quite two different things. So having said all of that, the return of the entire Israel, the so-called lost tribes, must come back. And uh, you find them in uh, Revelation chapter number 7, when 144,000 of them are marked with a mark on their foreheads, and they go out, and uh, as Dr. Yilter Sutton called them, he called them the Jewish evangelists that'll go out, and uh, they will, and you can't say Jewish because they're from all the tribes, go out, that God is separate. He knows where every person whose roots and genetical code is, is uh, he knows, he knows your whole family tree, he knows exactly where you come from, actually. Your ancestral tree from where it comes through centuries, thousands of years. And then when the 12 tribes come together, those 144,000 go out, they reappear in Revelation chapter number 14. And they are praising God in another dimension. And it's the time of the sickle of the wrath of God and the blood that flows at uh, the build-up to the Armageddon. As for now, for you and for me. Why do I talk about these things? Because you can, I can talk to you about a lot of things. Believe me, you can call out a subject, I'll talk about it. Doesn't matter. You can call me any subject, I'll talk about it. But why do I talk about this? Because the time is at hand. Why would I talk about stuff that's irrelevant when the relevance is unfolding right under our noses? There are rivers and there are tributaries, tributaries and they're busy building upstream. That current is getting stronger and stronger. And they all develop, and they seemingly not be aware of each other, but they're all flowing together until they finally come out at the mouth of the Amazon River and that thing pushes out 100 kilometers deep into the sea. Fresh water comes out into the sea. That's how powerful that river is, where it goes out 100 kilometers deep into the sea. 
the mouth of the Amazon. So, dear friends, I say unto you tonight, in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, only be strong and courageous. Only walk with God. It is my life aspiration. Make it your aspiration also. Make sure that every day you pray. I'm going to say that again. Every day you pray. Every day you read the Bible. In the new year, you cover the Bible in that very simple program. It's actually very slow motion because you can read the Bible. It takes you 72 hours. 72 hours if you, if you read it with, with audio. And you, read, you stay paced with audio. 72 hours. You've gone through the whole Bible. By the beginning of February, you finished. So I'm not talking about that. I'm saying if you read the Bible according to that program, you'll take it through the year. It's also on the church's app, the church in your pocket. So do not, please, I beseech you by the mercy of God, do not now, any one of you in this place, backslide, drift away from God. I'm, I'm saying to you tonight that you are precious you are much loved by God. He wants the very best for you because He gave His only begotten Son for everyone in this building. And he wants, he wants you to be saved and He wants your family to be saved. Husbands, wives, children, everybody. Nephews, nieces, everybody. Right? He wants your friends that you work with to be saved. God so loved them also that Jesus died on the cross for them also. Why then, if we have the opportunity to reach them also, do we pass that opportunity and we become James Bond Christians or Secret Service Christians? You know, like, the, like I always say, you know, James Bond Christians like this. I'm a Christian, you know, I'm a Christian. Christian. It's, it's written here behind here. It's Christian, you know. I, I'm a Christian, you know. So I'm not, I worked with a man in Pretoria for many years many years ago. And I never knew he was a Christian. Never said a single word about Christ. One day they, they, they invited me back to go back there and to go and address them now as a minister. I went there because I used to work there many years ago. Many, many. Many moons as they say. Guess who's sitting there in their Christian society? This guy that was working with me. I said, I didn't know that you were a Christian. He said, well, you never asked. And you know what? Shall we allow our fellow man to die and Jesus do all of that on the cross for nothing? Therefore, let's take up the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God in this new year. And man, you walk with God and you're looking up. You're not looking at the problems of the world. Let the world go. Those tributaries are all flowing. I don't even know if I've covered them properly. There are many things to be said about each and every one of those tributaries. But you got the picture. It's all flowing. Can you say amen? Now, I'm going to have you stand up and there are two people I need to pray for after the service can come and see me. Erika Pretorius. Uh, the situation here is a cancer situation. And Ron van der Scaife has brought a little child uh, that, uh, that has got a very bad type of uh, type 1 diabetes. He's very ill, and they say that he cannot be healed. That's nonsense. He can be healed. That to start off with, he can be healed. 
If you're a believer, how many of you say amen to that? So let me bless you and then ask those people to stay behind. I'll pray for them. Father, I bless these people. Like in the time of the hard lockdown, the world moves towards a slavery of a kind that it's never known before. An economy that they've never known before. A functioning of that machinery of that economy, economics that they've never known and understood before. This world is moving towards closure time. It's the time that you spoke about that expressly the Holy Spirit says in the last days perilous time shall come. I therefore pray that you would bless them, that you would keep them, that you would lift up your countenance over them and be gracious to them. Grant them eternal peace and salvation. In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Well, you hear that rain out there. Give the Lord a praise offering for the rain. And you know what? More today said to me, Harold, are we ever going to rain, get rain around here? Now she, she knows I'm checking all the satellites. I'm reading satellites. And I'm monitoring the satellites. And I'm looking at the, what you call relative humidity of the satellites. I'm thinking, no, not now. Wrong. Wrong. So, Will you go out with the joy of the Lord if you go to your car? And don't be scared of the drops now. God bless you. For more teachings like this and other material, please visit our website at www.littlefallsonline.com.